0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by Daryl Reed. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Well, uh, this morning I want to talk to us, the Lord, about the power of blessing. Uh, so when I spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about fruitfulness, about God created us to be fruitful. And I, I love the, the tree kind of almost depicting that fruitfulness as it's blossoming. Uh, and God creates you and I to be fruitful. He creates us to blossom. Uh, and, and when He does that, He blesses us. The moment we're created, God blesses us. And so... You know, when we go back to some of the verses I read uh, a couple of weeks ago. Genesis one verse verse 22 and then uh, verse 27 and 28. Genesis one verse 22. It says, God blessed them and said, "Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth." And so this is God speaking to creation. He's created, um, you know, the the earth and there's uh, fish in the ocean and birds in the, in the sky flying and and He blesses them right at the beginning. Uh, Verse 27, now he's created uh, mankind. And so it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the um, sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so, yeah, like I mentioned, we we spoke last time about being fruitful. Now let's look at this empowering that God gives us to do that very thing, to be fruitful. And that is that He blesses us right on on the offset, right on the go, as He creates, He blesses. And with that blessing comes this enabling, this empowering, the ability to reproduce, to be fruitful, to multiply. And so... Right at the beginning, we see that this blessing, the blessing of the Lord is is there for a reason. And what is that reason? It's to be fruitful. It's to multiply. It's to increase. You know, when we talk about a blessing, I think too often we think of it as just an empty word or just just a word that's spoken. But a blessing spoken from the Lord comes with power. Comes with authority, comes with uh, the substance to do the very thing that it's uh, spoken for, and so I think in, in our modern world we've kind of we, we we've lost value for the power of words. Um, you know, we we look at the beginning again in creation. What did God do when He created? He spoke, and as He spoke. Nature formed and and listened and and followed the instruction that he gave. There is so much power in the words that we use and the words that we speak. We're gonna dig into that a little bit more. Uh, later on, but, but when a blessing is spoken, there is power that comes with that. And so let's look at a, a little bit of a definition for blessing. What does it actually mean? I mean, this phrase in in, in, in the Christian world that we use so frequently, uh, what does it actually mean to, to be blessed or to bless someone? And so if we take the word and we, uh, you know, look at a definition, we, we could define it as um, words spoken in the authority of God's name, which bring a tangible, physical, material, material or spiritual benefit. Um, and that can be to an individual, a family, a church, a city, a nation. Um, and that spiritual, that spiritual re- reproduction is, is there to bring fruitfulness. And the beautiful thing about a blessing, you know, when we get into the old covenant, uh, there's all of these curses spoken and uh, we're gonna touch on that a little bit later on as well. But you know, we'd read you know, that, that someone would be cursed to the second or third generation. You know, when it speaks about a blessing, it speaks about to the thousandth generation. Uh, and when the, when the Bible speaks about a thousand, it's, it's often a metaphorical picture for eternity. And so when God blesses something, uh, so often that's for eternity. It's not like he's blessing you for this moment. No, that blessing is there for eternity. And so the essence of a blessing, fruitfulness and multiplication, and there, it being this tangible, physical thing, You know, in in the Bible, when we read about someone being blessed, it wasn't just, oh, man, I I feel good. I got some goosebumps. Thank you. Uh, There was this expectation that something tangible was going to happen, that there was going to be some substance, some change, some breakthrough. Something was going to happen when a blessing from the Lord was spoken. And so let's just sit at the feet of, of, of Jesus for a moment and let's just look at how good, how kind, how gracious He is to us as we look through a couple of verses in the scriptures as God blesses us, His people, because I think we've, you know, there's this war in the earth about is God good or is he not good? Is God's heart for us good or is it bad? Is God wanting us to sin so that he can punish us? Or is he actually waiting uh, with, with open arms to embrace us, to love us? And does he actually want the best for us? The truth is, come on, God wants the best for you, for me, for his people. And God wants to prosper us. He wants to bless us. He wants us to encounter and receive his love because he is good. And, uh, and if that's all you get out of this morning, then, uh, then I think we've, we've done well. Uh, just knowing that God is good and his heart is for you. He wants to bless you and prosper you. Um, and, and so we're gonna, we're gonna look at a couple of verses. So the first one is um, in Numbers chapter six, verse 23 to verse 27. This is the Aaronic blessing. And you guys are all well familiar with this. Uh, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Come on, isn't that just such a powerful blessing that the, the Lord speaks to us, to His people and, you know. We're not going to get into all the details right now, but, but, but this blessing is now available for all of us. In the old covenant, it was just kind of the priests that could declare this blessing. We can now all declare and speak and release this blessing um, over one another. And so in this blessing, it's speaking about the Lord blessing you with protection. Uh, come on, in our nation, isn't that something that we all uh, you know, worry and stress over? It's just our own safety. The Lord's blessing over you of of protection and of health. Thank you, Lord, that you bless your people with safety, with protection, with health. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Man, the Lord blesses us with His presence. Again, I think sometimes we, we get into this mindset where we start thinking, I have to do a whole bunch of things to, to encounter the Lord's presence. Uh, where the truth is, God is ready and waiting. And, and he, we just need to turn to Him because He's already there waiting for you. His heart is to, to bless us with his presence. His heart is for us to encounter him. And, and so he's there, ready and waiting. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. It's uh, speaking about him being right there with us. The Lord, you know, he doesn't just invite us to draw near to him, but it's like he's drawing near to us isn't that just such a profound thought that the, the Lord Himself draws near to you? It's like when you wake up in the morning and you, you turn your affection to Him, it's not like you, you need to wake Him up and uh, knock on His door because He's busy doing something else. And, oh, yes, uh, son or daughter, let me come and give you some attention. Like, no, he's, he's there with you, ready and waiting for you to just turn your affection to Him because His affection is already turned to you. His, his face is already uh, aimed at you. He's looking at you and his face is shining upon you. Man, isn't God good? Lord, turn his face towards you. And when he turns his face towards you, it's not just that, just that we can you know, be with him, but with the blessing comes tangible, physical power. And that comes in the form of his peace, his shalom. That's the word that's used over there. Again, peace is this word that I think we don't fully understand um, in in English. But but it's speaking about completeness. It's like as the Lord turns and uh, makes his face shine upon you, as, as he blesses you with peace, he's saying, I bless you with completeness. I bless you with wholeness. I bless you with soundness, with welfare, with peace. There's so much that comes from the Lord as he releases his grace and his peace upon us. You know, when what you agree with you empower and there's a war in your minds especially in this season with so much fear and anxiety. But there's a war in your minds and what you agree with, you empower. If you agree with the, 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 the narrative of fear and anxiety, you then empower that narrative in your own life and it starts to influence and control you. You see, you, get, you have a choice every day, every moment. Am I going to agree with the narrative that's coming across from the media? Am I going to agree with the negative narrative that comes across, um, you know, my mind? Or am I going to agree with Father God's love and blessing for me? Am I going to agree with the shalom peace that he blesses me with? Because I get to choose. I get to choose to position myself and agree with that blessing that that the Lord is speaking over me, or I get to agree with that negative narrative that's in the airwaves at the moment. Man, it's a war. It's not just a simple choice, but it's a war over where are you gonna what are you gonna agree with? And and I want to encourage us that what you agree with, you empower. And so let's empower and receive the peace, the shalom of the Lord, because when we agree with that, we give it kind of a new dimension of permission for the Lord to come and influence your life and to release that tangible. Blessing into you. We do the same thing when we agree with the negative narrative. We we give it permission to come and influence and change and bring hopelessness, bring despair. Come on, we don't want to camp over there. So I want to encourage us when when it comes to following media again. Remember, uh, was it last year we did a media fast, or was it this year? I can't remember. It's all a bit of a blur. This year, thank you. <laughs> September. That feels like eternity away. Goodness me. This is two months ago. (laughs) Does anyone else feel like that? Like COVID, just like everything's just a bit of a blur. (laughs) Two months ago, people, just like yesterday, we fasted media. I wonder if maybe we should uh, take some of the fruit from that fast and bring it back into our lives and just be cautious in terms of what kind of media we're, we're watching, what are we listening to, what are we allowing to, to come and influence, what are, what are we agreeing with um, when, when stuff comes at us? So uh, yeah, maybe we need, to, we need to go back in time and, and bring back. <laughs> I can't believe it was only two months ago. Felt like it was so far back. Wow. Wow. You know, that's what the enemy comes and he does though as well. Is he comes to steal the fruit. Um, and, and if we give him half a chance, he'll do that. And so, yeah. Forgive me, Lord, for forgetting how recently that was. You know, as, as we were transitioning worship earlier, I read from Psalm 67, where again, it's this this prayer um, of, of kind of worship. And Lord, be gracious to us. Bless us. Lord, make your face shine upon us. And, and we're going to get there now. But as the Lord blesses you, he, he blesses you and he then empowers you to be a blessing to others. Um, it carries on, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Um, yeah, we'll leave that, that verse over there. But, but the Lord is just so kind and gracious to us. He, he blesses us. Now we now go to Luke chapter 24 and this is as Jesus is about to ascend. And what does he do as he's ascending up into heaven? So he, he's, the, he's died on the cross, he's risen again. Uh, he's spent 40 days appearing to the, the disciples on multiple different occasions. Uh, and now this is his final ascension up to heaven. Uh, Luke 24 verse 50 It says, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. I find that interesting. Right at the beginning, God creates Adam and Eve. He blesses them. What is the very last thing that Jesus says before he ascends to heaven? He blesses us. Come on, God's heart is so for us. His heart is to bless you, to prosper you, to make his face shine upon you. It's what he starts with when he creates man. It's what he ends with as Jesus uh, you know, ascends into, into heaven. And it's, it's what he continues to do, I think, every day. And I think all we have to do is just position ourselves in the presence of the Lord, position ourselves in him, so that we can walk in the blessing that we agree with the blessing that he has spoken and that he is speaking over us that we 'll empower and uh, embrace that tangible physical blessing that the Lord is speaking to us um, you know in the as we go through the the scriptures we find that there 's actually three conditions to walk in God's blessing. This is from, from Colin Dye, uh, the research he did, a, a great theologian. Uh, and so let me quickly touch on them. I wasn't gonna, but I, let me touch on them quickly. So the first condition Colin talks about is be in the right place. And uh, we see this, I think, in 2 Samuel, where Obed-Edom was blessed simply by being uh, where the ark of Yahweh was. Uh, just He was in the presence of God and he was blessed. When we position ourselves in the presence of the Lord, we are blessed by the Lord, and so we need to be, you know, present and be present in His presence, and uh, that's one of the conditions for walking in the blessing. Um, obedience rooted in love, as we walk out our lives in obedience to the Lord, is another condition that unlocks uh, the, the blessing of the Lord. And then, thirdly, it's what Brahm was talking about, uh, and this one fascinated me uh, when I, when I read this a couple of weeks ago. But one of the kind of conditions we find as a, a trend through the Scriptures is that as you are generous to the poor the Lord blesses you. Um, And you guys can go read about that also in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 15, and and, uh, there's a bunch of other references. But as as we're generous to the poor, that's one of the things that unlocks the blessing of the Lord upon your life. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, I encourage you guys, join us on Friday mornings when we go to Maplanka, uh, whether you can join us in person or if you wanna give a financial contribution, if you wanna bring a toy or clothes, whatever it is, let's be generous um, and, and yeah, I, I wanted to say, but I don't want to say, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> when we generous to the poor, it unlocks the blessing for us And I just don't want us to twist that and say, well, I'm going to now bless the poor because I want to get, because that becomes a transaction. We give because we want to bless. And God is just so kind that when we bless, we get blessed. This is what Brahm was saying. It's better to give than to receive. We get more blessed when we give than when we receive. But please don't get into this transaction mentality where I'm going to now try and manipulate God because I gave uh, this much to the poor. Now I'm expecting God's going to uh, bless me on, on the other side. No, we give because we want to give. we're generous because it's the right thing to do we're generous because we have the the heart of a generous father and as we follow him we just are generous to others that's why we give Yeah, you can clap (laughs) and the fact that he blesses us in return is just well wow thank you father I've got more to now give more that's what we do with when we get more is that we can give more And so he blesses us to be a blessing. That's that's why he gives us this tangible, physical blessing, is that we might go and bless others. Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. This is the blessing of Abraham. Uh, At this point, it was still Abram. Uh, Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. The Lord had said to Abram, "'Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation.'" I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Uh, the Lord, it's just his heart is to bless. He's just so kind and gracious. Proverbs 11 verse 25. It says, whoever brings blessing Will be enriched and the one who waters himself will be watered again it's not a transactional thing but as we give the lord just returns back as we are a blessing the lord's heart is just to respond and uh, because he knows it's better to give than to receive and that's why he gave his son uh, for us because what a blessing it was and is and will always be to mankind and to all of creation Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Man, I I think that's a verse that we can meditate on for a long time. What does that mean, that God has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ? I'm not gonna even make any suggestions about what this might or might not mean, but I do encourage you to just take that verse and just to to meditate on that before the Lord. Lord, what does this mean for me that you've blessed me in the heavenly realms? Like, what what does that speak to me, Holy Spirit? And so I'll leave that with you as you guys have have times with the Lord this week as you just meditate on His goodness, His kindness towards us. And so God blesses us that we might be a blessing um, because, again, that blessing is tangible. And as we receive those that tangible blessing, whether it be peace, whether it be health, whether it be uh, a, you know, a strong business, whether it be friendships, whether it be financial prosperity, whatever it might be, We can then bless others with what the Lord has blessed us with. And so we are blessed so that we can be a blessing. We're not just pawns that God is just manipulating for His scheme. He he, he invites us into a partnership with Him that we get to play a role, that we get to influence things to a degree. We're we're partnering with Him. You're not just a pawn that's being used. Uh, It's about the relationship with Him. It's about the relationship with one another. And so I'll leave that with you guys but know that you are blessed to be a blessing. Uh, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter three. We're gonna read from verse eight all the way to verse 18. So if you have got your Bible, open up. It will be on screen, but it is sometimes good to read on your own device or your own, your own book as well. So 1 Peter three from verse eight. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. That's why stuff happens when we pray, because God's ear is attentive to us as we seek Him, as we pray together, and as you pray individually as well. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Um, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. For Christ also suffered once for sins. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. Uh, that was a fairly long passage, but let's, let's look at a few, few things over here. And the first thing is in verse nine. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Oh man, isn't that challenging? <laughs> Anyone feeling a little bit like, God, that's not so easy. A little bit convicted, like, oh, come on. It's, it's just, it's, it's the narrative of the world again. When, 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 when evil is done, that person must get what they deserve. Anyone ever said those words? Uh, Lord, forgive us. Forgive me, God, because what should our heart be? Even when we hear of someone doing evil, you know, whether that might be lockdowns that you don't agree with, whether that might be restrictions, whether it might be, you know, whatever thing it is that's happening in the world right now, because there's so much stuff going on. Whether it's crime, COVID stuff, someone just being grumpy or, you know, nasty towards you. Oh, man. You know, when the taxi driver cuts in front of you and you want to get out of your car and tell him how good of a driver he is? It's actually normally not the taxi drivers. Taxi drivers are actually generally pretty good. Uh, it's, It's probably people just having a bad day. Just like I've paused now. That's what I think we need to do when evil happens, is just pause a moment. Just Lord, bless them. (laughs) Because remember, what you agree with, you're empowering. And so as you start to agree with that negative, you know. False justice heart. And and I think it gets excused as a, no, this is righteous justice. This is a righteous anger. This person must get the punishment that they deserve. And we we excuse it in that kind of godly manner. But, But actually it's saying we should return evil with blessing. Wow. God, you set a high standard for us. And there's no ways that we can do this without you guiding us and leading us and speaking to us. And so, Lord, when 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 evil happens, when someone speaks badly of you, or whatever it does that pushes your button, may our response be godly. And may our response be, Lord, bless that person, Lord, bless that situation, Lord, bless that leader, Lord, bless that president, bless that doctor, whatever it might be. May our response be to repay evil with blessing. Because you were called, to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. See, when we repay evil with blessing, we inherit something else. We can either try and inherit the, the justice that we feel is right for that person, or we can inherit the blessing from the Lord. And we get to choose which one do we want Come on, I think we all know we want the blessing from heaven. We want the Lord's blessing, not upon you just as an individual, but upon that individual that's hurt you, that's offended you, that's whatever. Um, we want his blessing upon us as a, as a church, as a nation. Psalm 34, we'll maybe go there later on. <laughs> you see, your words are so Powerful. It's where we we were earlier. Your words are so powerful. Proverbs 18, verse 21. The tongue has the power of life and death. I want to even encourage us when it comes to our prayer life. I want to encourage you that you you don't just pray in your mind. It's good to meditate and it's good to think and it's good to pray in your mind. but, but, But there's something that happens when you transition a thought into a spoken word. Remember what we said God didn't think creation into being he spoke creation into being when we when we pray get those thoughts to transition into words and actually speak them out because something powerful happens when you speak uh, that doesn't necessarily happen when you think and so your words are powerful what is the opposite of a blessing it's a curse you know, if we've, if we've looked at the, the definition of blessing, to be fruitful and to multiply, if a curse is the opposite, what is, what is the purpose of a curse? Well, it's barrenness. It's, it's, it's death. It's destruction. I think, again, the narrative that we find ourselves in in the world is, is there's either a blessing that we can agree with. I'm turning it around so that you guys don't feel like you're the bad side. Uh, there's a blessing we can agree with or there's a curse we can agree with. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, what are you going to agree with and what are you going to empower? There's so many situations where, where, where I think we speak curses unknowingly. Like I just, was just saying, someone does something that offends you and and, and you might not even think of it in this way, but what you, you speak a negative word over that person, you're essentially speaking a curse over that person. Perhaps you make a mistake, whether it's at work or maybe you know, with a kid, you, out of frustration, you do something and you, you tell yourself what you think about yourself and it's not very kind. You're speaking a curse over yourself. We need to be careful of the words that we use and what we say. Because when we start to speak out those negative words, those, those, those kind of curses, we're, we're then agreeing with, agreeing with them and we're empowering them. And then so often the very thing that we don't want to be will be the very thing that we become. Come on, haven't you ever noticed, um, uh, if, you've, if you've seen something that you, you don't want to be like, and, and you focus your whole attention on, I don't want to be like that thing. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a teacher. And your focus is, I just don't want to be like that. How many of you have found in a circumstance or situation like that that you end up becoming the very thing that you are trying to not become? You see, if we keep looking at the thing you don't want to be, you still end up going there. It's like driving a car. If you look at a, a, an obstacle that you want to try to avoid, if you stare at the obstacle, you're going to hit the obstacle. How do you avoid the obstacle? You look at where you need to go. See, we need, we need to look to Him we need to look to, to Jesus. And as we look to Him, that's how we will walk in the blessing of the Lord and, and not in the curse that's being spoken. We won't speak a curse over ourselves. Let's be people that seek peace and pursue it. The shalom, the peace of God. Verse 14, do not fear. Do not be frightened. That is the word of the Lord to us right now for today. As we receive His blessing and His peace, with that comes the empowering to not give in to fear, to not be frightened. And as we walk in in the blessing of the Lord, verse 15, it says, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. That is for this season because the world is looking for hope. The world is looking for a people that is hopeful because there's just so much negativity and despair in the world. The world is looking for people of hope. That means we need to be people of hope. And that when we are people of hope, your work colleagues, your friends, your family, they will look to you and say, why is it that you are so hopeful even when your business has just shut down for the fifth time in the last 18 months, even when you haven't had any sales, even when whatever is happening, how is it that you are still hopeful? You see, I think this is what the scripture is talking about is, is when there seems to be no hope that the world can find, when the people of God are wearing hope, the world looks and says, Why is it? Explain to me what's going on in your life that you are so hopeful. And the scripture says, in that moment, be ready to share the good news of Jesus, the blessing of the Lord, His grace towards you, and why you can live hopeful in a world that just doesn't have any hope at the moment. And so, breakthrough family, let's be ready to share the good news of Jesus when the world sees the hope that we have. Because you see, how do you overthrow a curse? I think, again, the world has this, 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 this false, you know, over-heightened awareness of, of, of a word curse. You know, are word curses powerful? Yeah, they are, especially when we agree with them. But a blessing is so much more powerful. And when a blessing of the Lord is spoken into a situation where there was a curse, that blessing overrides and overthrows that curse and it takes dominion over that space and it kicks that curse out. You see when we speak a heavenly blessing over a situation, we're releasing the light of God into that dark curse, and that dark curse has no more room to be there, and so it gets expelled, it gets evicted, it gets overthrown. The blessing of the Lord overrules over reigns and overpowers any curse that's spoken, and so when you know when you find a situation that's just seems like it's cursed, release the blessing of the Lord into that situation. Release the light of the Lord and it will overthrow the power and you know, cut off the, the impact of, of that curse. Acts chapter three, verse 26. It says, God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. The Lord has blessed us to see right from wrong. He's blessed us to discern good from evil. He's blessed us to see and know what's genuine and what's fake. When it comes to media when it comes to the narrative of the world the lord has blessed you to distinguish and to discern because he's given you every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms and one of those is gifts gifts of the holy spirit the gift of discernment and so the lord has blessed you with that gift of discernment so that you can distinguish right from wrong uh, evil from light a curse from a blessing and so The Lord has blessed us that we might repent from those evil things and turn to Him. And as we turn to Him, as we grab hold of Him as the God of all hope, the world looks to us and they wanna receive the same blessing Um, and that looks like them repenting from agreeing with those negative word curses or whatever it was that they were agreeing with and turning their life towards Jesus uh, that they'll put their hope, their faith, their trust in Him. Uh, that they'll walk in the blessing of the Lord. Galatians 3, verse 13 to 14. It says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. The promised Spirit through faith. Isn't the greatest blessing that we get to walk in the blessing of the Holy Spirit, the blessing of God Himself living inside you. Come on, can it get any better than that? Can there be a greater gift than the God of the universe living inside of you, talking to you every day, ministering to you every day, guiding you and leading you, helping you to discern right from wrong, a curse from a blessing, darkness from light, and just showing you how to live a life of righteousness, of godliness, showing you how you can be a blessing and blessing you to empower you to be a blessing to others. Isn't God so good? Come on, sometimes we get overly panicked about a curse. And we get under-excited about a blessing. We're underwhelmed with a blessing and we're overwhelmed with a curse. It should be completely the other way around. Let's be underwhelmed with the curse. Let's not agree with it. Let's not empower it. Let's not speak negatively over us. Let's, let's restore, or let's replace evil with blessing. And let's be expectant that when a blessing of the Lord is spoken over you, that it's coming with power to bring change, transformation, and life. Come on, let's turn the tables on this thing. And let's put it back into, let's bring it back into a godly order and a godly understanding. Can I invite you to stand? and Let's, let's pray and I'm gonna speak a blessing over you. Lord, we thank you for your profound love for us. Thank you that you make your your, your face shine upon us. Thank you for your graciousness towards us. Thank you for your peace that you give us. Lord, in these uncertain times that we, we, we live in, may we be a people of hope. May we be a people that agrees with the truth, that agrees with what you're doing, that we don't empower negative words, we don't empower uh, negative curses spoken, but that we empower the blessing that you speak over us, that you release to us, that you speak to us. So Lord, may we be a people of hope. May we be a people that is just so aware aware of your love for us, your kindness towards us, your grace towards us. And so, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious towards you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing upon your people. Amen.